Here we are, podcast day. Hey, I hope you're ready. I put a lot of time into this, you know. Usually the night before, I'll start meditating on and, and asking God what would he have me to share. Uh, but I think these are these mornings are powerful, and they have the ability to just really give you a little, you know, not a midweek, but a pre-midweek shot uh, of energy, of Holy Ghost energy. Amen. Uh, so get your Bible out and get ready, ready, ready. You know, another thing I've been telling the church is, uh, you know, and I, I wish I could, not I don't want to say it like kind of weird, but I wish I could make everybody do this, but I can't, but I would encourage you to do this. Get a pad, begin to write some things down because I, as I'm teaching, the Holy Spirit might give every single person listening uh, some kind of revelation beyond what I'm saying. And you're not going to retain that unless you write it down. Uh, remember this, you'll retain about 75%, uh, well, about uh, more, 50% more than you would if you don't write something down. So uh, get a pad, get a Bible, get ready, and let's get into the Word of God. Amen. Lord, I ask your, your help today. May you help every single one of us, Lord. May you uh, meet us where we're presently at. We're on different ends of the spectrum, each and every one of us in life. But I pray this, Lord, that you'd meet us today, that you'd give us insight and revelation uh, concerning our life, concerning what we need to do, what we're going through. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, amen. Once again, God bless you, Pastor Rich here. I want to talk to you about a few things today, but I, I want to stay on the subject of going higher in 2023 because there's a lot more to it than just having a cute hashtag. I like cute hashtags, you know, going higher uh, or hashtag going higher 2023. I think that's wonderful. I think we should all be using it on social media to encourage one another. But I also uh, want to share with you biblical principles and life principles. How can I go higher? What do I need to do? There, there's sometimes you get stuck uh, in life uh, or, you know, in any area of life. But let's just say like physically in the gym. There's sometimes we get stuck in the gym, like meaning we get a, we get at a plateau. And it's frustrating because you're you're working hard, you're eating right. You're, you're pushing, pushing, pushing. You got a good spotter to help you go higher, go, you know, so on and so forth. But then you just come to a plateau where it seems like, uh, you know, whatever you do, nothing changes. And it, it's in that season or in that time where we, 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 we it's not a, a life hack. It's more of like a brain hack where we trick ourselves. And it was, you know, uh, Arnold, the bodybuilder, you know who he is. Uh, who taught this, he said, there's times you go in the gym and your body is going to know what you're going to do. So your body's going to prepare itself. We do this, we do this, we do this. But he said, trick the body. So you go in the gym this time and do something completely and totally off the wall, something completely and totally different. And I'm going to tell you, in, in life, sometimes you just need to be sporadic. You know, it's not good to live that way, but there's just sometimes you need to do something different to kind of shock yourself uh, and, and wake yourself up or sober yourself. Not talking about alcohol, but sober yourself. Become sober-minded and alert once again to the day. Amen. Uh, write this down uh, with me. Write this word down. And the word is anticipation. Uh, Sunday I talked about, uh, if you weren't there, you got, got to go watch it. Sunday I talked about uh, creating a, an atmosphere that was conducive to the miraculous or atmospheres kind of have a way to anticipate, uh, you know, your life because an, an atmosphere holds a charge that produces something. Let me say that again. An, an, an atmosphere uh, holds a charge 
that produces something. So in every atmosphere, like if you have, let's just say, an, an addictive atmosphere due to uh, information, you know, video, audio, uh, you know, things you've been seeing, listening, watching, people you've been around, then within yourself, you create a desire uh, for uh, some kind of habit. Let's just say marijuana. You create a, a, an ungodly, it's ungodly, it's evil, I don't want to upset you, but it is, an ungodly evil habit for marijuana uh, what has happened is you've created an atmosphere for that habit to land. You've created an atmosphere for that habit to begin to, to grow uh, and, and begin to produce within you things that are incorrect and ungodly. So if we say this, if I have a, a God atmosphere, if I'm studying the Word of God, I'm, I'm preaching, teaching, or professing, confessing, prophesying in the air, out of my mouth, out loud, uh, I'll create a God atmosphere, which is conducive to the miraculous. You ought to say amen right there. But it's in the atmospheres that we can begin to anticipate uh, whatever it is that the atmosphere is charged with. Is this making sense to you? Amen. So if I talk about healing in my house, in, in church, in my office, uh, you are the Lord God, my healer. Jehovah Rapha, you are the Lord God, my healer. Uh, you took stripes so that I were healed. And I go on and on with healing scriptures. There, there's several of them. I go on with healing scriptures. I know that I, I'm creating an atmosphere that I can pull out of that atmosphere a healing or health to my body. Uh, therefore, if I create that atmosphere, I can begin to expect, or I like this other word, anticipate. Uh, anticipation is strong. Expectation is strong. Because if, if you look at those two words, uh, anticipation and expectation, uh, uh, let's just say expectation first. If I have an expectancy, that means I've done something to that point that I know that the next thing that's going to happen is this thing is going to come to me or manifest. That's an expectancy. But without belief, without faith, you can't have an expectation. It's only in belief. In, in, I'm talking about strong, but I'm not talking about reading a scripture and saying, oh, I believe. I'm talking about reading a scripture and reading a scripture and talking the scripture and reading the scripture and talking the scripture and reading the scripture till that scripture and the meaning of that scripture is just not uh, you know, mentally receiving it. It's getting the very meaning of that scripture into the very fibers of your being. Uh, that's called meditation. Once that, that scripture uh, gets on the inside of you, that the meaning, uh, the, you know, what God intended it to mean, what God intended it to produce, it's at uh, that point in time that expectation will show up. Come on now. I'm preaching pretty good. Uh, yeah, you know, expectation is a powerhouse. It, it, almost, it, it almost involves itself with hope or hope and expectation almost go together because the definition, the biblical definition of hope or the Greek definition of hope uh, or uh, the biblical Greek definition for hope is a confident expectation. But how do I get hope? How do I, how do I build this confident expectation or, or how do I anticipate uh, God is going to do something? How do I create that anticipation attitude? or that expectation attitude. It's only by way of faith. Now, now once again, not just uh, the word of faith has been reduced, uh, you know, uh, name it and claim it. It, it. It's not God's word. Yes, you have to talk in order to possess, but it's not that simple. 
It goes beyond hearing once, saying once, saying over and over again, hearing once. Once again, I'll, I'll rewind to what I said. Uh, the meaning of the word, not just the word, not memorization, the meaning of the word has to get down into the fiber of your being or into your subconscious or the place where God calls the heart. That's your subconscious. Uh, once that meaning gets rooted down deep in your subconscious, uh, you'll automatically automatically have an expectation of that meaning. Come on now. I'm preaching good once again. It, it's like for me, I, I meditate the blessing. Now you say, oh, we knew you'd say that. We knew you're money hungry. Oh, be quiet. Shut up about that. That's ridiculous. Uh, I love Jesus Christ. Everything uh, Kim and I gave everything, every dime we had, and we do it over and over again, and we'll do it to the day we leave this earth for the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you right now, I understand how important it is to be blessed in this hour in which we're living, in these last days especially, to not only be a, a you know a, a lighthouse to our world but to be a help to the world around us, uh, you know, physically be able to help people, so on and so forth. But I meditate the blessing so much that I, I daily expect the blessing to manifest in my life. Like I don't have to ask for it. There's an expectation that it precedes my, an expectation will precede uh, your, 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 your words. It'll precede your confession. It actually, we say it like this, expectation will cause you to speak a certain way. It cause you to have a certain attitude. All right, let, let me help you. Let me give you an example. <clears throat> Let's say uh, you, you're going to the bank and you've done your work and somehow you figured out that someone has put $100,000 extra into your bank account. Now, now, I'm not talking about you're, you're not in like kind of hope, maybe wishing 50-50. No, uh, you've, you've figured, you've heard, you've figured there actually is $100,000 extra in your bank account right now. Uh, your attitude heading toward the bank is going to be an attitude of expectation. It's going to be different. Come on now. All right, let me help you. When Kim and I uh, first got married, <clears throat> she was always worked hard. I always worked hard. Am I helping somebody out there? Come on, say amen. Knock on the dash of your car. Do something. Amen. Uh, Kim and I, we both worked hard, uh, and it seemed like when we got married, uh, our whole life imploded. Just from the inside out, everything just kind of diminished, and it was like, what in the world happened? Uh, well, I remember going to the grocery store, and it wasn't in anticipation. It was in extreme fear because I'd go to the grocery store, with about $110, $15 in our account. I'm talking about in our entire account. And we had a little debit card. And when I'd go to that grocery store, uh, we I would I became the best. I'm a good numbers guy. You can tell me numbers. You show me a list of numbers, and I can just quickly go through the numbers. I say 1,000, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, that's 12. Just quickly. I've always been that way. So I can go to the grocery store, and every time I put something in the car, I'd make a mental note. And when I got up to the cash register, I'd say, oh, my God, I hope my mental notes and my, my mental math uh, was good enough because if not, it's going to be embarrassing. And I would usually get it, and Kim would testify to this, I'd get it to like within a quarter uh, when, when they're check, checking out. But when they got to that $99, my limit was like two. I'd begin to sweat. Well, uh, that's not a, 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 an anticipation of something good happening. 
uh, th- that's just a fear based on lack. Come on, am I, are, are you still with me? So if I go to the bank, uh, when I used to go to Publix, my attitude was not excitement. My attitude was I didn't have a you know a little giddy up in my step. My attitude was, oh, God, uh, help me. Oh, God, be with me. This is going to be an embarrassing, could be very embarrassing. But back to the bank, uh, the spirit of expectation or an anticipation, you're going to be talking to everybody on the way to the bank. You're going to be like a new man. You're, hey, buddy, how are you? I'm heading to the bank. I'm going to go make a withdrawal. You know, good morning. Can I help you cross the road? Uh, why is that? Because there's power in anticipation. There's power in expectation. If those two, anticipation expectation, are formed by the principles of faith, they'll produce a power. Now, they produce a power in natural life with natural things. We're talking about supernatural principles, supernatural things. Uh, one of the greatest things I could ever tell you, it seems at a young age, uh, it's, it, seems, it seems this way. Maybe some of people are different. We don't want to be Bible studiers, but it seems like the older we get, we enjoy studying our Bible. But one of the greatest habits you could create in Bible reading, Bible study, Bible meditation should never be habitual. It should be a love of the heart, a desire of the heart. But it is habitual. It will become habitual. But if you'll learn to meditate your scriptures, that's one of the greatest life hacks. You want to hack your present way of thinking. You want to hack into your brain's sensory Become a Bible meditator. You meditate these scriptures, and, and the sensory, the way you think, the way you perceive, so on and so forth, will begin to change. Uh, I'd like a better amen than that. Glory to God. Now, I want to get into another side of anticipation, but go into Ephesians 2 2 if you have your Bible. Uh, amen. Glory to God. Uh, we're going higher. Come on, go ahead and say that I'm going higher in 2023. Uh, you need to get radical, like say, you know, stuff like, I'll just tell you how I do things in my truck. I, I'm odd. I just had a conversation with Dylan today and, and we kind of, we were laughing and joking about some things, but I'm a very odd, you, you may think I'm, I'm kind of normal. Maybe we need to get Pastor Kim on here next week with me and, and she'll tell you about my oddities, but I, I'm very odd in in the way I do things. Like, I'll get in the truck. She don't know this because I act real weird when she's not with me. I kind of tone it down when I'm with other people. But I'll get in the truck sometimes, and I'll scream. I'll just put the windows down and scream and, and yell at Satan. And I'll just, I, 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 like, I become a mess. I'll pray in tongues, start crying and screaming. Like, a, I'm not talking about like a boo-hoo scream, like crying like radical. Like, you know, t- you take your hands off my family. Ah! you know, loose my treasures and in Jesus name, you hear me? Like if they were to capture this going down the road, someone would Baker act me. But that's sometimes it takes this level of faith. It takes you doing something different. I like going against the grain of society or against the grain of Christianity or present day Christianity or religion. But in Ephesians 2.2, the Bible talks about Satan is the prince and power of the air. Just, just just, jot these down and make a mental note. I'd rather you jot them down. Uh, he's the prince power of the air. So, so you're contending with daily w- what surrounds your being. It's not a trick question. Uh, you are surrounded by molecules of air. You're surrounded by oxygen. I, you know, I don't know the, the, the most correct term, but around your being 
is air. If Satan is the prince in the power of the present air, meaning the air in this atmosphere, uh, you potentially are, are, can be influenced or surrounded by a negative charge. That's who he is. The prince. He named himself the prince, but he does have power in this realm. Now, in, in Ephesians 5.12, says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities, once again, uh, not in, in, in this modern world or on the earth, because they don't have a right to this earth, but they have a right to the air, the power of the air. But we're not fighting against people. Stop the fight against people. If, if any person, now, it's not if, if they do something you don't like, it doesn't make them evil. But if they do something evil, then, then they're under the influence of a demonic or evil spirit. Uh, well, then your fight is not against that person for being influenced by a demon. Your fight becomes against the demon influencing that person. Come on now. Uh, I'm preaching once again pretty good this morning. Amen. So if we look at anticipation, then I want to talk about this for a second. Uh, most of us have dealt with the same attack the same way in our life uh, month after month after month. Like Dylan's in here with me. And I'm not going to put him on the spot, but, uh, you know, Dylan, if I were to ask you, you could pretty much go back and look last month and the month before, and it's usually the same demon, the same, you know, lump of information, uh, the same whispers of Satan that you overcome almost every month. So they might be more fierce. You know, sometimes we... Yeah, we become holier, he said daily, but sometimes we're like holy ghost supercharged. And then when there's just normal Christian life, uh, Satan comes and now, now he doesn't ever visit you. Uh, Satan sends demons and they come and go. They can't stay with you unless they, they possess you because they don't have a right to, to, to the first heaven. They got to be in the heavens above you. That's their home unless they possess a being. But if you know every month, and I said this Sunday, but I, it bears repeating. If if you know every month you drive by, let's just say uh, you've you got a problem with vaping. You say, "What's I don't have no problem. There ain't nothing wrong with vaping. Well, study your Bible a little better and then come back and see me. It's a great problem with it. But let's just say you, you, you've, you've got a problem with vaping and you go by the same vape shop and it calls out your name every time you go by it. But you're trying to quit because down deep you know it's wrong. But every time you drive by, it calls out your name. Now, you drive by two or three weeks, and you start overcoming it. But then the same attack, the attack with your spouse, the attack at work, the fight with your spouse, the same fight almost every month, the same fight almost every week, the same fight, the same letdown at work, the same emotions, the same feelings driven by demons uh, begin to bring, breed an attitude and you get to the point where you say, you know what, I'm just going to pull in the vape shop. I'm going to get suck on that, you know, that thing, and it's going to bring me re uh, release or relief for a few minutes. Uh, then you do it. Then you get mad. You throw it out. And then you start the whole process over and over again. Now, here's what I want to talk to you about. I, I want to talk that if you know the plan of Satan, and you should, if this is a like like a just a, a, a horrible day-to-day, uh, life-to-life, month-to-month uh, habit, and, and you know when it spikes, you know when Satan whispers, you know when the desire starts, you know when you get angry and go into that you know, fit or that raid, whatever it is. In anticipation, you can avert uh, Satan's next move. 
All right, let, let's look look at this. Basketball players, baseball players, not so much. Uh, they they watch video, but uh, football and basketball players. Uh, I don't know about soccer, but they watch video and they study their opponent because uh, we do things out of who we are the same way over and over again. Uh, so if I can, let's just say Dylan and I are opponents, and and he's a quarterback. And I'm a uh, I'm a what's the, the the guy that safety I'm a safety I, I get interceptions and I watch him and I see he's got this weird little thing right before he throws the ball to the right he cocks his elbow in and right before he throws it to the left he sticks his left foot out so these are like tell signs now if I learn those tell signs of that quarterback Dylan. Uh, I can begin to read and say, all right, there's there's the, the shoulder went in, so I know what's coming next. Now, I can anticipate by, come on, by, by knowing my opponent, uh, by, by just becoming sober and, and, and you know, co- collecting my thoughts and waking up and seeing what Satan's doing. And I can say, before I pull into that shop, before I drink that alcohol, before I, every time before this happens. So when this happens, instead of going to the liquor store, to the vape store, uh, turning on my computer, when this happens, I know Satan's getting ready to attack, just like Dylan's getting ready to throw the football, then I'm going to go right because he's going to throw right. And I can anticipate his next move. Come on. Now, in, in anticipating his next move, I can shut down that lane. I, I can shut down uh, that avenue of travel, that avenue of distraction. I can begin to shut it down. I can shut that demon down and shut that lie down. Come on now. This is heavy duty. It should be helping you. Uh, all right, let's say, uh, you know, I, I beat that one. Well, now what, he's always hit me on the left side. Well, same thing. Find his left tail. Tell. Oh, glory to God. Let me help you a, few, a little further. I got a few minutes left. Uh, conscious, subconscious. These are I could probably preach this the rest of my life and not give you the fullness of it. Subscious, conscious realm, subconscious realm. Uh, the the conscious realm is the realm of information, constant information. Now let's add to it subliminal messaging. Subliminal messaging is is secondary information. So you you got uh, the first line of information, which is what you you're you're engaged with. Uh, presently, but then in the background of that information is where subliminal uh, messaging takes place. So it's it, it's hidden within, or it, it's uh, uh, you know it's laced within, or it's behind. But as you're focusing on the present information, the present image, you you are subliminally or uh, automatically with another part of your brain seeing the rest of it. Very powerful because uh, Hollywood has learned how to deal with you subliminally. It's, it's, not a, it's not just a false term. This is a very present term, very serious term. So uh, it, it, it's, I said this, I think, Sunday, or maybe Kim and I are talking about it. Uh, your brain has sensory. It, it, it has uh, members, uh, it, you know, parts, pieces. I mean, your brain is extremely complex. Uh, but it also has something called receptors. Uh, if I were to say the word receptor, the best thing you could liken it to is a receiver. And it's very simply a receptor or a receiver receives. A brain receptor receives information. 
Uh, I'm almost done. Stick with me. So if a brain receiver or receptors receive information, they're receiving it out of the scene realm, uh, out of the taste realm, out of the sight realm, out of the feeling realm, out of the hearing, so on and so forth. So these brain receptors are like electrodes. They're electrified, magnetically charged with the ability uh, to receive or take in everything in its surroundings, everything uh, you know with, within that, that atmosphere or, 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 or that room or, or on and on it goes. So your brain is, is absorbing images, smells, information, and, and on and on it goes. Now, as it's doing that, it's having to compute and or decide whether it likes it or not and whether it can stay or not. The problem is Satan, uh, I didn't want to get this deep this week, but I will. Uh, Satan has sped up information so rapidly, and it was prophesied by our Old Testament prophets that the end times, this would happen. Uh, information is so rapid and, and, and so forthcoming and surrounding us and being pounded into us at such a rapid speed or a rapid rate that a lot of us are having a hard time spitting out but what's incorrect or, 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 or we're presenting ourselves in wrong situations. But what's going to happen with too much information is you're going to go into information overload. And I believe a lot of the world is an information overload within the last three years especially. And when you go into information overload, I hope this terminology is correct, you go into default mode. So, or, or, or in a vehicle, we would call it limp mode. Uh, in life, let's just call it average, sub-average kind of life. So you were going along, you were alert, you were ready, uh, so on and so forth, and then all the information, you got yourself in wrong positions, wrong situations, wrong people, wrong movies, wrong songs, wrong, 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 and you went into to overload, and now you're in like limp mode or just getting by mode. It's time to rise up out of that. It's time to cast off the 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 demons of the day the information of the day and it's time to take on Christ and it's time to renew your system with the principles of God's word and the holy spirit the holy spirit will come in and electrify the word of god the holy spirit will sear the word of god in you the holy spirit's like the lightsaber of heaven uh, he'll come in and just bring energy and and life to your being wow Glory to God. Uh, I wish we had a couple more segments together, but uh, you got to anticipate the move of Satan. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. We'll go on this line, but how to, to how to hack life hacks. You know, you got to do something different. Uh, living a, a life uh, of doing something different, an uncomfortable life uh, or, or a different life, meaning I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to act different. I'm going to talk different. I'm going to get up, you know, so on and so forth. It's a very extremely uncomfortable life, but an extremely profitable life. You got to live and learn how to live in doing something different, or you got to learn how to live in change. I'll deal with that next week. Get these principles down, you know, principles, share this. You can copy that link. You can send it out to people on, on their, on their phones and on and on it goes. I love you. Don't forget. We got Wednesday night coming up tomorrow night. We're going to have a great service. And then we got Sunday and on and on it goes. Pastor Rich, love you until next time. God bless you.